What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is going to be a really good episode. I hunted this woman down specifically to come talk to you today. So uh, I am really glad that you're going to be able to hear this episode. I am here with Hera Z. Uh, so some people might call Hera a serial entrepreneur, and she won't debate that. Hera built her first business online over a decade ago, aka before it was cool, and immediately saw what having a solid marketing plan could do for growth and sales of a brand. Now, as an active partner at She Reigns Creative Social Media Marketing Agency, Hera and her team have successfully helped thousands of business owners work smarter, not harder, to grow and scale online. Their mission is to double the size of 10,000 female-owned businesses in the next five years, and her vision is to see more entrepreneurs succeed in business. Besides, she wasn't named goddess of women for nothing. No, <laughs> Hera, so thrilled you're here. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for inviting me. This is very exciting. I'm usually the one doing interviews, but every once in a while, yes, I, I get... I get hunted down. <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So let's talk about the first business online a decade ago. Let's talk about the origin story, like Batman villain style. Okay. So I actually just got chills when you said that because um, I don't know if you follow my stories, but I just put up a poll in my Instagram where I asked people if I should let go of my very first original domain that was like that, the big, the first online business 10 years ago. And I guess it was 11 years ago, no, 10 years ago, 2010. Uh, and I did guys, I let it expire. Ah! Oh my God. That is huge. I, I had like anxiety when I first did that too. I completely understand. I'm like, that's yeah. fantastic though. That's a huge breakthrough. It is because, you know, I said, let me, there's nothing worse than a web domain squatter. And that's essentially what I was doing. I was squatting on this property, right? Like I used to be a, um, a URL, like a web domain hoarder because <laughs> I viewed it as real estate. So I was like, I want all the names and you never know which one is going to pop one day. But uh, my very first business, I started in 2010. I thought it would be really cool to have an online yoga, you know, membership. I got my mom had passed away and I went to therapy for a year. And then I said, I think I need yoga. So I got certified to teach it. And uh, 
when you know how we talked about the dollar dollar bills i love i love money i love people and i love money but when i got certified for yoga i saw this woman was making twenty five thousand dollars in three months to certify us and like teach us yoga so i was like i want to do that <laughs> so i started that business i said i'm gonna do it online and reach the entire world i spent close to forty thousand dollars on launching trademarking producing these yoga videos and uh yeah you know i thought if i if i start a blog and a website a membership if i build it they will come and that could not be further from the truth <laughs> i think you know it and i know it and uh, i think all, all your listeners probably know it too right if we build it no that does not mean that they will just arrive at your doorstep you gotta kind of set up a marketing plan is what really would have benefited me big time just to know how people find you, how to drive traffic, how to solve a problem for people and really niche down and narrow down in that that demographic that you're serving, their very particular problem. And more most importantly, what will be the after state that they are transformed into after they have experienced your products or services. Um, and I think that goes for pretty much every industry. Um, yeah, I see you not in there. I can, I can see Megan. You guys can't nanny nanny poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. Um, let me tell you, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have cool hair, girl. Thank you. It actually, it actually needs dyed, but it, it's good enough for now. It's getting the job done. I love it. I love it. So that, yeah, that was my first business, and I. You know, it was like um, it was like getting my master's in what not to do. It was a cost, like a college degree. So, figured stuff out. You know, <laughs> how long did you run that one for? Well, it didn't make me any money, so I don't really know if I can say I ran it. But it did evolve quite a how bit. How long did it run you? <laughs> well, ten years. I just let go of it. <laughs> I held on to that web domain for 10 years, uh, literally just last week. It was expiring. I said, let me let go so I can kind of, you know, release that into the universe. Maybe somebody else wants it. Um, I did have it trademarked for a really long time. I let the trademark go. But uh, that, that made me no money. <laughs> that turned into a kid's yoga festival, which also didn't really make us money because we never repeat. Well, I didn't repeat it. Um, but the Kids Yoga Festival was amazing. It was the biggest one in South Florida. And um, my partner had gone on to do several more throughout the country. And um, from there, I think I got into online health coaching with a little company called Beachbody. I did very well there. Uh, love them, still drink Shakeology to this day. However, with the knowledge that I was learning of marketing, I um, morphed into, a, I really wanted to be online. So I was doing uh, Beachbody coaching and I said, uh, I can make more money doing this if I make my own e-courses. And I was running Facebook ads. So this was in 2000 and, 2012 was when I started Beachbody and 2017, so just three short years ago, I was, you know, running ads to my own online coaching program and e-course. And I had reached out to the founder of She Reigns Creative. We used to be direct sales marketer. Um, and I said, hey, you, you, you do a lot of these top beach body coaches. I want you to run my ads. And we started a marketing agency. So that little business from 10 years ago morphed into what we have today. 
and that passion, right? When you had introduced me so beautifully, <laughs> thank you. Um, that passion is really because I want to see more entrepreneurs. <laughs> they're going to invest. I want them to make the money back. So that was, that's it. That's been, we're going on almost 11 years of me being pretty obsessed with passive, as passive of income as you can get, right? I like to call it maintenance income. So I don't yeah, the original business didn't get very far. It just evolved. <laughs> it got you started. And that's, you know. Yeah, which is why big deal to let it go. I had people DM me and saying, keep it. It's a memory. And I was like, I just, I, I can't. I need to let it go and give you it to somebody. Free that shit, right? You need to just think it yeah. and let it go. Yeah, Marie Kondo, that, what does spark joy and what is he using? All that stuff. <laughs> Can I tell you, my best friend was a beach body coach and uh, Shakeology, yeah. and she gave me Shalene's e guide, like Shalene's 100 Facebook posts or something when I was running my first business. And I oh, think wow. I still have it now that I think about that. Shalene oh, Johnson is dope. She's got a lot of good marketing material. She's crazy awesome. I, if whoever's listening is like, you're not watching her or following her for Instagram or just for like energy. <laughs> find her. She's amazing. She's um. when I look at people like that too, for sure. I mean, she was the one, I think she, when I was in Beachbody, I was listening to her say to figure out your hourly rate, right? Like what are you worth? And if a task can get done for less than what your hourly rate is, then you should outsource it. And it was little things like that was when I started. Um, I can't remember the last time I shopped for my own groceries with the exception of when the pandemic occurred and I had to go in myself, but I use Instacart and Prime. And between, you know, whatever it is, the yearly fee plus the tips, I'm happy to give that tip to somebody to provide me that service and save me the two hours of grocery shopping. So I learned that from Shalene. I'm glad you know her. I remember she had... We're probably thinking of the same talk. She was talking about the guilt that she felt originally when she was uh, hiring a cleaning person. Yeah. Like she, she was, I was on her podcast and like back in 2015 or 2016 or something, but it, it stuck out to me that she was like, I'm working from home and I can't help it. Like I got to hire a cleaning person and it feels guilty because I'm at home and I could be cleaning, but like my money, my value isn't, it's more valuable for me to be working and pay somebody to clean than it is to keep that mental space or whatever. Yeah. You're st also stimulating the economy. And that's what I tell my husband every time he says, how come you don't cook? That's no, it's not my zone of genius. <laughs> not Sorry. I like food though. <laughs> Do you? What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing to cook? So no, no, no cooking. Well, my, to, to think cook. my favorite thing to, I really do like making pancakes. I'll be honest okay. with you. I make them from scratch. I do a paleo. It's called birch benders. Um, so paleo, I put a little egg in there, a banana, a little water, and I make those pancakes. Uh, dinner wise, you're not going to catch me cooking dinner. <laughs> it's just oh. not going to happen. But I could eat, I could eat sushi every day of the week if it were allowed. <laughs> It's just not allowed, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's not allowing you? 
we are going to um, yell at them. I feel like the parasites in the raw fish would probably yeah. take over my body. So the mercury I, levels might, uh, yeah. yeah. And then plus that is quite a bit of rice and I consume way too much fat. Like Shalene would actually look, can somebody call Shalene and tell her to get on this podcast? Cause we were talking about her. She would love this conversation. Like sh- food, outsourcing, marketing, all the things. Shoes, eyelashes. I don't know, Shaleen, you coming on next? What's happening? <laughs> well, I need her help with eyelashes, and apparently she's roller skating now, so we'll need to deep dive into that when we find her and become best friends with her. Yeah, big. Okay, sold. I'm in. <laughs> so let's go back to what people are probably actually wanting to hear about. <clears throat> let's talk about this goal you have to double the size of 10,000 female female-owned businesses and that's banana town but i love that how where did this like what is the the how did this start that's i will tell i have the answer (laughs) i first of all i i don't feel like that is banana town because we have a team like we have multiple people that are you know doing that um i feel like with ads right? Running ads, you can greatly increase your reach. Um, And then also I'm on social media and I, when it comes to female entrepreneurs, yes, I think I was named after for a goddess and I'm supposed to help women (laughs) to step into their greatness, but we are digital marketer certified partners and that is their mission. So it it came from that. Like I'll be brutally transparent. Um, So I, I think that is possible. I feel like what's more banana towns is that what you called it? Banana towns? I like that. Um, it's yours. With, yeah, thank you. I will borrow it for this episode and quite possibly beyond. Um, but I feel like what's a little bit crazier was I can be very impulsive. And when I have a good idea, um, which maybe that was one of them, right? Like, like, oh, yeah, let's do that. That's great. Uh, I said that I was going to do a thousand free marketing calls in 2020. And I made this big announcement on my Instagram and it's in my bio and people can opt into these free marketing plans. And they're actually my favorite part of my life. They're incredible uh, and they are free, but um, I didn't do the math. So if we were to do the math of how many hours I would be working to complete a thousand of those calls, it's like, I don't work that much. So it's going to take me like three years to do the thousand free calls. Um, and then the 10,000, I mean, mm, I just feel like that's a great way to put a dent in the universe, right? Like really help people avoid my quote unquote failure, which it's not a failure of my first business, right? If we could, if somebody could have helped me, if I knew back then, I, ooh, I don't even know what I would be doing. I'd be owning some online yoga empire, I suppose. <laughs> I like my empire though. I'll keep it. You have a fantastic empire now. I, and it be, it was beget from the yoga, right? Yeah, it did. It started it started from that. I mean, I think I think I have a gift. Some people can sing. What is actually, let me can I ask you a question on your podcast? Yes. Do you have a gift? Like what do you consider your gift or your zone of genius? Because I I guess I always say like, oh, somebody, you know, some people can sing, some people can dance. What is your zone of genius or your gift? What are you really good at? Oh my God. So my zone of genius is, and I know it's true because I'm embarrassed about it. It is 
marketing. I love talking about marketing. I love helping people with marketing. I will bore you to death at cocktail parties if there are ever cocktail parties again, talking about like that. I get angry about marketing. I get past like that's my jam. I can talk about. I, I had an episode last season that was just me ranting about the worst ad I had seen in a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, and I was just going through just totally riffing on the user experience of it and the, the messaging and the, and like, I can, I could talk for a fucking day if I wanted just about things that people need to do to make sure. So that's, See, now I'm doing it now. That's my zone of genius. It's but I'm, drool I'm drooling listening to you. And I'm like, where's the cocktail party? How do I get together with Meg? Let's talk. Okay. I had Megan, I had a four hour dinner the other day where all we talked about was branding, brand positioning, messaging, X factors, four hours. And we left the dinner table because we were the last people at the restaurant. And we said, we're not even done. We need to schedule another dinner. So heaven, heaven, yeah, right, right. Okay. So that's your zone of genius is marketing. And clearly that's, that's where we're connected. Um, <laughs> I feel like some people can, like, I look at Shakira, like chicken sing, yo, JLo, she can dance. Um, I feel like my gift is I could turn anything into a business. Like I, I come up with ways to make money out of things. Like I don't even know. And my, one of the things that I tell people all the time is, and I say this and it's quite polarizing and it's quite absolute, but that is something that I think you would believe that in marketing, you need to have your absolutes and be a little polarizing. Um, I feel like if you don't have at least three or four streams of income in 2020 and beyond, you are losing at the game of life. So that's that's that could be a hard pill to swallow for some people because some people, I'm not gonna lie, might even be struggling with one. You know, I think absolutely. And I think that COVID especially has shown people that the so-called security of a day job, like that doesn't exist. You need to protect yourself. You can't rely on a day job you can't rely on a business like you've got to diversify that i completely agree mm -hmm. and i i used to be a teacher i was a high school spanish teacher and i had one of the most amazing jobs in one of the most amazing schools um celebrities children i had i mean it was a fantastic school down in south florida and people thought i was nuts to leave it and i said listen i teach spanish if budget cuts happen i will be the first to go and I just always craved more freedom. And I think I'm really about having people. I think we are biologically designed to expand and to grow, right? Like, I mean, look at us. We even make babies. I personally don't make babies. I just keep getting more dogs. But we are, we are right. I know you're shaking your head. You're with, we are, you're my pass. No judgment, people, but for me, hard pass. Yeah, um, no judgment because I know how I feel about my dog. So you people must feel that way about their kids times 10, but tell me they don't drive you crazy. Like my dogs drive me crazy. Um, so I feel my dog like is at daycare right now because we need like, <laughs> we need two days. He goes to doggy daycare twice a week. Wow. It's his puppy energy out. Smart. And then like I get to work. And <laughs> so I understand people that can't have daycare right now. I feel you. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, yeah. That's smart. So it's, I mean, right. So we were talking about money and coming up with ways to make money. And I just, um, I felt my teaching career was actually very limited. Like I would tutor people after school and I had this tutoring program I was making a lot of money off of. And I had SAT prep. Yeah. I worked actually for, um, it's funny because my brand archetype is the sage and the ruler. (laughs) And I worked for the Princeton Review. So like I taught people the SAT and how to like get a perfect score on the SAT. So there was money in that. I I believe in um, investing in yourself because it will always have the best ROI and then, you know, charging people for a transformation and some sort of results. And however you can do that passive, heck to the yes. Scalable, yes. (laughs) Well, I think that's the perfect segue. Let's talk about investing in ourselves by Mm. delegating. Yeah. So when, when did you first start delegating for your business? Like, when did you realize that, oh shit, I need to bring some people in? Yeah. So for my first business, I, I had to hire like videographers and all of that because I wanted it done um, professionally. I think when it came to the world of online coaching, I was, that was my first big spend was hiring somebody to run my Facebook ads because I was doing them and they were generating leads. And the thought process was, okay, what I'm really good at is working one-on-one with these people and getting them results. And if I get them results, then they're going to go tell other people and I can show those results to anybody that comes into my, you know, in from my ads, but I'm spending all of this time on ads and it's driving me crazy and I can't stand it. So like, why don't I just hire? But I base that hire off of somebody will do this better than me and will bring me more ROI um, and more time. So that was probably my first because I don't if when I was in Beachbody, I think maybe I had a VA do some like basic stuff, but more so it was for the ads. It was like, this is an investment in my business that's going to bring, it's going to grow my business, essentially. That was how I decided. Um, and then even now, I probably I have a VA that will do some, I don't know how to label it because I don't want to call them, uh, what is the word, like meanie? They're not, what's, what type of task? They're just administrative tasks that she can help with that I don't need to help with or making sure that after my calls or she sends me my agenda every day and follows up with the calls and all of that stuff. Those are just things that she helps me run a system so I don't have to think. Um, So those, and then of course the groceries, like I told you, I'm not, you know, I was doing a meal prep service was coming so I didn't have to cook. Yes. Hiring a cleaning lady. So I don't have to clean and, you know, my husband feels like I'm, yes, he does. He wants me to cook and clean. He's not, a, he's not any type of, you know, he's not a, what's the word? I don't have words today for you. Big words I don't have. What is the word for when I'm a chauvinist? Is that the word? Like a chauvinist person? Um, well, I don't know your husband, but a, a chauvinist would be someone who's probably pretty aggressively sexist. So, so I don't, when he's, things like tra- are, he's like a traditionalist. Mm, yeah. He would love it if I were like traditional. <laughs> That's what he is. He's maybe he wants me to be traditional. So it's funny. I don't, if something doesn't exist in my reality, sometimes I don't have the word for it. So I don't know what he would be called. He's a fantastic man, but he would love it if I cooked. Oh my God. He would love it if I cooked and cleans, but 
I outsource and he doesn't like it as much. I think he wants me to do it. I'm going to be very serious with you. Dennis, I love you. (laughs) So yeah, that's where I started. That's, I love that. I love that you right away understood that it's going to have a better ROI for me to hire videographers, even though I'm starting this, I don't really know, but I know that there's somebody who can do this better. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, and I was totally guilty of this, thought it would be cheaper for me to do it, to learn it myself and do it myself. And I think that this might be really over assumptive, but I think that that's a younger person's idea. Um, mm-hmm. Like a, young, uh, a younger entrepreneur, and maybe that's not true, but I, I'm 36 now. And I learned probably when I turned right around in my early 30s that all of this unlimited time I just assumed I had and took for granted, like that's not the case. And I'm not dying anytime soon, but just like, now I, it became more of a, all right, my time is valuable. And now I'm realizing that. And so I think that when I was younger and I was running my first business, that it was just a, a I don't know if it was immaturity or fear or a whole amalgamation of that, but just like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it. I'll look mm-hmm. busy. I'll look impressive. And, mm-hmm. and then I won't make any money. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I feel that hard, actually, because when you say younger, I think there is nothing that can speaking of time, right? So time is our literally our only finite resource. So I think if if we are younger, I can only speak for up to 40 years old. I'm 40. So I can speak for my own personal experience that in my first 40 years, You don't have that experience, right? That time on this earth. So with the more time you're on this earth, you start to learn more. And I'll tell you what I've learned in my 40 years is number one, business is a spiritual game. So a lot of stuff is going on in your mind and your heart. Business also requires that you have faith and take a little bit of risk, which that's where I think it kind of get the faith part is where to me, it becomes also very spiritual and a lot of self-study. Right. Like listening to what's going on in between your ears and doing a heart check and a gut check and listening to that inner dialogue. But the longer amount of time that you spend on this planet, you'll start to gain different experiences. And one of the many times that I've seen the experiences, money goes up, money goes down, money comes in, money comes out. But it's this beautiful cycle. And if you can get to the point where you can really trust and what helped me, I'm going to get a little woo on y'all. What helped me really was to look at the trees and the birds. And some people might be like, what the fuck is she talking about? (laughs) I look at the trees and I look at the birds. And even when this pandemic happened, I bought bird food. And I said, if the trees and the birds can exist and they are provided for because they are on this planet, I'm on this planet too. I exist. I will be provided for. And it was a game changing thought for me, game changing, because then I started to trust a little bit more. And it was like money goes out and money comes back in. And when you're spending on outsourcing, quite possibly, there's a book called Happy Money. I haven't read it yet, but it talks a happy pocket full of money. 
Uh, I think it's just called Happy Money. Okay. I don't know. There's a book called Happy Pocket Full of Money. It is like my Bible. It's incredible. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. girl. I'm going to put that on my Audible wish list. <laughs> I don't want to do it now because I will lose folk, my, the audience. I'll just lose you. But Happy Money, I think it's called. So Happy Pocket Full of Money, Happy Money. But it's like even when you put your money out, like thank, thank it. Right. And it's like, wow, like I'm giving that to somebody else. And I believe in the three graces. It's you give, you receive, return. So it's this cycle. And at, at 40 years at this point, I have thankfully, thank you. So I'm so grateful that I've lost the fear and tension of, oh, shit, if it goes out, it's never going to come back. And right. it's like, no, it will. And sometimes when you put it out, Oftentimes you put it out, it comes back tenfold, threefold, however many fold you believe. So I think having that time on this planet, you start to see, oh, I'm actually going to be okay. Maybe let me take a risk and see if I can kind of navigate or fit this. This I just recently came to the conclusion, right? It's like, you know what? I'm actually okay with uncertainty. And for 40 years, I have not been, oh my God. For 40 years, I have been the most, I need to be the most certain person, which is why I have, when I tell you multiple, uh, like multiple, multiple streams of income because of that need for, like, you can't see me shaking, but I'm shaking the need for certainty with my finances. So it, it served me well, yet at the same time, now it's time to like, let go a little bit. And just know that we, we can make very strategic decisions and put that money out there if, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll shut up for this part. I'm super obsessed with, like when you said the ads for like the user experience, like I'm super obsessed with the user experience. So who is your ideal client? Who is consuming your stuff? Who's going to get the biggest transformation from consuming your stuff? And if you can focus all of your marketing around that at like, and giving your client wins at every flipping stage of your marketing plan, right? Or your whatever you want to call it. Sometimes I call it a Candyland board just because it sounds like more fun. Um, that's really cool. Like to have candy cane legs, you know, that don't break though, of course. But um, if you're obsessed with getting them wins at every stage of the game, like that can also help you make decisions as to how you outsource. Like, do I outsource in a better software? Do I outsource in, in help that will make me give them better results? So that's, that's kind of a deciding factor too in how I outsource things, um, you know, for the younger peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Press old folk here. Oh, big sounds when I wake up. So <laughs> I think this, not the old sound, not the old people sounds, but I think that this is a perfect segue for going back to talking about the zone of genius and how you can recognize that and how you can say, okay, like this is my sweet spot. Everything else has another genius. Let me deal. Let me send that to, how do you recommend people recognize that? And how do you think they should start going out to find other gene, genii? Genii. Hold on. Let me put my dentures back in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, I don't have dentures. Not yet. Anyways. Um, Yeah. Hey guys, Megan here. Just a reminder, I have regular 
Q&A episodes coming out. So if you want your questions answered, head to meganbrame.com slash ask a question, all one word, and you'll be able to get your question posted. And if I feature it, you will get a copy, a free copy of my book, Day One, A Practical Guide to Launching Your Business. So again, head to meganbrame.com slash ask a question. And if your question gets featured, I'm sending you a free copy of my book as a thank you. Hopefully never. So hmm, let's see for me how I do it. And again, it took a lot of faith because we almost deny that part of ourselves, right? What is my zone of genius? So let's base it on two criteria. Nobody's ever asked me this before. So I'm going to pull some stuff out of my noggin right now. And I like a business exclusive right now. Yes. I like my, that was a weird noise. Y'all don't think I'm weird. That was a really weird noise. That's what happens when you put your dentures back in. Um, so yeah, I like I like steps and lists. So how do I find my zone of genius? Mm, number one, what lights me up the most? Like what could I spend hours talking about, right? And like right now for Sheezy, it's branding. Like I'm getting big time into the branding archetypes. It's always been messaging because again, I think if you show up on social media, but you don't know who you're talking to or what makes them enticed enough to buy to get the transformation that they want. That to me is your brand's message. That lights me up. And I also notice, so that's the first part. I also notice that if I give it away for free to somebody and it lights me up and they're feeling like, oh my God, like this, this is amazing. It's like this is this is we'll give them a result. This is what I do best. This is what I do best. And I sh- this is where the trust comes in. I can trust that I can just do this and all of the other things I will find someone else to do and I will be okay with them not doing it as perfect as me because I will stand next to them and I will guide them and know that they are going to make mistakes, but they have to learn just as I did. So when you onboard somebody and you're outsourcing things, there's a prop, there's a learning curve and a process. And can I say douche? Please. Okay. So you're kind of a douche if you don't train them as, and you don't guide them, right? Like I'm, I'm from New Jersey. We say douche here a lot. So if, if they, if you take them on and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah just do it. They're not inside your head. So be willing to let them go and then get like, What's the word? Get the give them feedback. Like, okay, this is how you did this, and here's the goal. This is what we want. So, how do we achieve that together? But let them do what they have to do. You have to trust, and you have to know that it's going to be a process for them to get to a point where you're okay with really letting go of the reins. But you got to let go of the reins, um, or you probably want to, so you can scale and you can grow and you can be in your zone of genius and love your life, which is probably why you started your business. So hashtag just saying, because um, that's what I know happened to me. And then where do you find them? That's a really good question. So it depends on the task. Uh, I'm thinking of some websites right now. Like I know people sift through Upwork, Fiverr, maybe even onlinejobs.ph, which you need like a membership to. Here's what I'll tell you my experiences with them is it's a lot of sifting. It's almost like going to a, like Marshall's or a TJ Maxx or some like, I don't know, 
discount store or something. But I know in Fiverr and Upwork, you can set your parameters to maybe just be local people. Um, at this stage in my game, I prefer to pay more to outsource than just go with the cheapest. And hashtag, by the way, guys, you're going to find very rarely things that you want for $5 on Fiverr. <laughs> Very rarely. And if you do, it's just going to probably turn out weird. Um, so there's that. Uh, so you can, you know, you can change it to getting local people. You can message them and ask them questions. And um, I say sometimes you might have to go through a few freelancers to get the quality product that you want. Um, you know, so there's that when it comes to the websites. If you happen to be in a Facebook group, with things like social media managers or marketing strategists or anything of the sort, or perhaps a networking group that you pay for, you know you're getting a good pool of other people, possibly VAs. Let's just say, let's uh, give it a basic term, right? Other VAs that can come recommended or are, you know, not, they're like a step up, I think, from Fiverr quality. Not that I want to say everybody on Fiverr sucks because they definitely don't. There are some gems on Fiverr and Upwork and Online Jobs PH. Um, I do want a word of caution too, that when it's outside of your country, like I can speak for sure for India and the Philippines, there's cultural differences and time differences, big time. Um, I personally love working with people from India and the Philippines, though I find them to be very pleasant, <laughs> very pleasant. Um, but I, my biggest preference is, yes, North America, right? I, Mexico, Canada, United States, I think are great. Um, and then the Facebook groups, when we're all like similar entrepreneurs, and if we can refer each other, that's my favorite. That's where I love getting um, quality peeps. Yeah, completely agree. And it's funny that you say um, about Fiverr and Upwork and onlinejobs.ph. I used all three of them for VA stuff. I never really used them for I mean, I hate to say it this way, but like per, for professional yeah. experts, you know what I mean? Like I, mm -hmm. I use them for VA stuff and um, graphics, right? Podcast editors, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And you're totally right that if you're new to this, you'll probably go through a few VAs or freelancers or whomever, just because one, you have to learn how to manage people. And mm -hmm. two, you have to learn like how to manage people, but also how to, like you said, be okay with, okay, this is, this is the output that they've given. Yeah. This isn't what I would have done, but is there a yeah. disconnect there or is there, am I too stuck in my ways or something? And I totally agree with you with one thing that I've learned just to tip everybody for dealing with EAs or, you know, abroad or local is if you give them an idea of what the purpose is for the task. So, mm -hmm. you know, like um, I have a VA who was collecting journal prompts for me because I wanted to give that as a guide. And it was about, I think it was an entrepreneur journal prompts guide. And so at first oh, she cool. had just like a bunch of blog posts, like a bunch of like, what are your favorite Twitter followers? Or something. I was like, no, this isn't. <laughs> and that was my fault because I didn't, give her the like, okay, her name is Alice. Alice, let's think about it this way. Like you're an entrepreneur, 
you're stuck, like you can't grow and you feel like, okay, if I just write this out and try and figure out what's going, what's going on, then I can get forward. So like, what questions are going to facilitate that? And I think like, once I got to give her the ability to see what the goal was, rather than just like, give me a list of 100 journal prompts for entrepreneurs, like, once we mm -hmm. got into the, like, this is what the problem is going to be solved, then I think that mm -hmm. that was really helpful. And so definitely recommend that for VAs or yeah, VAs. I think well, that even all your team members, right? True. That's true. Why are we are, this is such a good point. Why are we doing this? Right. What is the purpose and why are we doing this? And what is the ultimate goal? And, and if you, sometimes they may come up with things even better. Like I'm not, I am notorious for triple checking my VA and she just like smacks me in the face every single time. And she's like, I did that. <laughs> I did that. And it's like, oh, silly. It's just me PMSing again. And my brain is not functioning. You're the best. I love you. And I do. I love her. I love her because she gets me. She lets me be my neurotic self, mm -hmm. but she just always gets it done. Always. Um, so she's, she's, a, she's a gem. Um, and I went through so many people to find her. So just be aware that you're not going to hit, you may not hit your gem the first try or 10 off. But that's the beauty of, I do I want to say it's the beauty of it? Let me think about that because actually, fuck this shit. That's not the beauty of it. It's just not. I'd rather take a pill and just have it downloaded into my brain. Yep. Fuck that. It's not the beauty of it. I lied. <laughs> it's just the way it is, guys. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to keep it real, man. I love it. I love it. That's, that's no bullshit. Let's no. talk about when people come to you because you are a service professional. You are a badass female entrepreneur. When people come to you for your services, you can speak in general or you can speak specific if you want, but it, it, that's however you most feel comfortable. Okay. How do you recommend people prepare themselves for coming to a professional like you? What and what expectations do you think they should have? Mm. Okay. Let me think about this because it totally does depend on the level. So what they should have read, I guess I'll kind of speak in general terms, right? And I'm thinking of all of my clients and probably clients that would go to anyone that wants either work done or to be coached or consulted or guided or like to, or to actually have services done, such as Facebook ads. Um, I want them to first and foremost view themselves as a partner with me and my team. We are partners. And I actually say this on, um, I will say this on quote unquote sales calls with people. I don't like to call them sales calls because that to me does, it feels very pitchy. And I don't like the word discovery call, but when we are assessing what somebody needs in order to move forward in their business, I say to them, okay, well, we're partners. And not that I'm gonna get a cut of what it is that you do necessarily. Those are very few contracts far in between. That's when we have like major ad spend. Um, we're partners in the sense that there should be communication. There should be honesty. 
You should know that marketing is not a magic wand. There is no magic wand for growing your business with a snap of a finger. Business takes an open mind, an open heart, open ears, because you should, you should be listening, right? Listening to your clients and your customers and what they need, listening to the expert mentor coach team you've hired and doing that, that gut check of like, Hmm, does this align with my goals and my North star? And I'm going to take into account what both of these sides, right? The team and then also the client are saying and wanting and then seeing how it meets up in the middle. But if they're going to hire a professional to do something for them, then they have to be willing to view themselves as a partner and have that open communication. And then also willingness to, I want to say experiment, but experiment seems like it's not strategic. So like when we do marketing plans too, it's like, okay, like let, here's the strategy. They, they have to be willing to test out strategies. That's what it is. So here's the strategy. Now let's test it and see how the market responds. Because, you know, you as a business owner, who at whatever, whoever is listening right now, whatever you do, whether you have a blog, whether you are selling on Etsy, whether you are an online health coach or a smoothie shop, downtown Georgia, wherever you are, I don't know. You, ha- you have to have that ability to come up with these products because they're solving a they're solving a problem for somebody but it doesn't matter if you like it it matters if buyers like it it mat- what they say matters and the same goes for your social media that was my biggest problem when i was on social as a health coach is that i thought my social media was all about me how stupid my social media has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with you and how I can serve you, and how I can entertain you, and how I can make your life better just by watching my flipping stories, or reading one of my posts, or come, or opting into a marketing plan. It all has to do with, again, the user experience. So I feel like that's what, that was a long answer, huh? You can tell I'm very passionate about marketing. Um, that's what I would want people to know. I would want them to know that you are Owning a business for a reason, which puts you in a position of leadership to take into account the, you know, the public's opinions or the outsider's opinions and to see what works and then be willing to test and see how the market responds. I hope that was helpful. (laughs) Incredibly helpful. I completely 500% agree about the people get scared to spend the money. And then when they finally Mm. are like, all right. I'm going to give you the money, but you're going to fix this for me. And I feel like they, it's not fair for them and it's not fair for the professional for you to not be willing to, you know, dodge, duck, dip, dive and dodge. You you just like have to find, find that flow, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a working relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, the same thing, too, even with your VAs, like whoever you're going to bring on board to help you grow your business, just know that it is it's a relationship and it's a partnership. And it's very I think it's very rare that if you're looking for true expansion, it is very rare that it's going to be a one off thing. You know, I mean, of course, there are exceptions, right? Oh, real quick, just set this thing up for me. You know, a paid project or like 
even, I mean, even a website, even building a website, you know, let's actually, let's actually drop this in the bucket because I had a client who was getting her website done actually from somebody else. She came to me for consulting and somebody else was doing her website and it brought me back to my first website because do you know so many people, and I say this so respectfully because it was me 10 years ago, so many people think I'm going to hire a web designer and they are going to make me a website, yay. Do you know how much work you have to put in <laughs> to actually right. like to tell the web designer what to create? And guess what, guys? You need to also write the content that's on the website unless you want to hire a copywriter and that copywriter is going to cost you a pretty penny. And that copywriter is going to need you to be their partner and need you to answer questions and need you to come up with things. So you are essentially, your business is, is your child, basically. And it's only going to grow and survive if you are nurturing it and, you know, whatever parents do with their kids. I don't know. <laughs> Breastfeeding it, giving it whatever they're, I don't know. What? I don't have kids. I don't have kids. Just going to leave it there. <laughs> giving them a Nintendo Switch so you can work. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or like putting them in Montessori or giving, putting them, giving, helping them with their university or giving them their first car, teaching them how to ride a bike without training wheels for the first time. Like shit, you're not get, I tell people there one last thing on the business thing. I tell people all the time, your business is your baby. And the same way your baby took nine months, hopefully to cook, pop out. You had to take care of it for how many months? Then, then do the tummy time. Actually, I guess I do know about kids. Then they have to crawl. Then they have to walk. You have to feed them. It's like, when is this child going to be independent at 18? And then there's still a pain in your ass. Come now. So think of your business like that. Like you actually have to nurture your business for years, years before it can probably stand up on its own and run and drive and like go to college. You got to treat your business like that. Like you got to be all in and in it for the long game, which is exactly why you should outsource because I mean, parents hire babysitters, don't they? Teachers. I mean, you know, teach, like uh, swimming coaches or, you know, yeah. dance instructors. Like that's all, that's all outsourcing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Your taxes pay for the schools if your kids are going to public school. Right. So you're paying for it. Don't think you're not paying for it. You're paying for it. <laughs> I don't know where the, yeah, I don't, the Southern, I don't know what type of accent that is. I do accents quite a bit. And quite is also my word of the month. Mm. I like it. It's quite nice. Yes. I like it. It speaks to me. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Dude, we're running out of time already. It's already been an hour. Clearly, we could talk about marketing forever. Oh <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Where can people find you and what is it that you want them to know? I want them to know that they are special. I wish they could see my face right now. Oof. Okay. So I'm on Instagram 24 7. Uh, I could tell you go to my website at herazy.com, but like I'm on Instagram 24 7. And that's what I want them to know is. I've started the business. I failed the business. I know the things that you need to succeed in business. So if you feel inclined, then you book a free marketing call with me in my Instagram bio. 
you and I will probably fall in love. So you need to know that the marketing calls definitely go a little over 30 minutes. Um, but it is my give back. It was going to be my give back year. It's going to be my give back three years because I'm doing a thousand of them. It's just going to take me longer than a year. Um, but they are my passion really to have people understand just to know that they have a solid foundation and that from there is where your business can grow. If you're doing things backwards or if you're missing steps in your marketing plan or your funnel or whatever you want to call it, um, you think of a funnel, right? With holes, like your money will leak out of it. Your time will leak out of it. I want to save people time and I want to save them money. So that's where the marketing calls came in. And um, my Instagram, I don't know if you do, you'll put the show notes, but it's Herazy, H-E-R-A-Z-E-E. Yeah, on IG. I'm um, I'm obsessed with stories. I curse. I have two really cute dogs. And the other day on my stories, I said something that I wish I could take back, but I didn't. <laughs> It's your authentic self, which a marketer would love. Word to your mother. And that's why I left it. I was like, I'm just going to leave it because they got a lot of responses. But I don't I guess I forget that my Instagram goes to my Facebook and I have a little bit more of a professional audience on my Facebook, believe it or not. So it's all good. (laughs) I'm me. I'm not going to change very much from my genetic makeup. (laughs) As, As we say back in our home country. What are you going to do? Where's your home country? <laughs> uh, Brooklyn, just Bay Ridge. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, where are you now? I'm in Jersey. I'm like right down the road. Oh, too. I thought you were before. Uh, I am in Rochester, New York. So I am upstate now. Mr. Rochester. Yes, okay. I'm in New Jersey. So maybe we'll like meet up in Bay Ridge one day. Spumoni Garden. Isn't it Bay Ridge? Like, is that still around? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I love you. I like you. Oh, I love you. I think it's never too early to say it either. Aw. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I love you. I do. I, love I feel you too. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best. Hey guys, Megan here. Before you go, I would love to ask a favor of you. It is so helpful to have reviews on new podcasts as it really helps iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those guys find out that you're really enjoying it and that they should show it to new people. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a quick review about what you think about the podcast, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. I'll talk to you next week. On the next episode, started in the beginning and she said to me, okay, so tell me like, what your ideal day is. What is your ideal day? And I said, well, my ideal day is five hours of creating content, maybe doing like an hour of selling and uh, a couple hours of social or marketing or, you know, admin and things like that. And she's like, you're only going to work eight hours a day and it's all going to be on content. That's not right. And I should have realized then that this was not going to work. Because yes, that is it. It was the question: What is my ideal day? And I invested ten thousand dollars to be told that I was wrong, and to spend three months 